Hello again, it's Will with the Ease with Business podcast. Before we jump into today's episode, I wanted to make this special little add-on. One to, as a reminder, to say that the audio quality is not perfect. We had to record this interview over Zoom, and it's not perfect, just as an FYI. But the second and more important, I have an amazing team with me here at Spiritual Clarity, and it's a small team, so I'm not going to go into the details, but I wanted to give a shout out to Lindsay, who uh, helps me put this podcast together each week. She goes through and makes the episode notes. Uh, She does a a great job, and when she listened to this episode, she said, you know, I'm about halfway through, and you know, what an amazing advertisement for your work, and as soon as I read that, I thought, oh no, should I post this episode, because I, you know, it, it is an amazing advertisement for my work, and I—that's not the point of this podcast necessarily. So should I maybe not post it, or should I edit that out? It's very uncomfortable. And she went on to say, just a vague thought that happened as the podcast ended. What about something about how it can be actually difficult to receive the respect or the praise or whatever from someone when you are truly delivering a great service? We spend so long trying to fix ourselves that we aren't in the practice of receiving. And it is such a vulnerable place to be in and to allow that in, as you demonstrate in this episode, finding it awkward to let in the compliment. That brings the theme of vulnerability to another place, not just being willing to see our blocks, but willing to see our greatness too, which is sometimes even harder. So I knew, of course, that I had to share this episode with you. Uh, It's a great episode. And I do a terrible job at receiving the compliment from Tommy. So It gives you permission. It gives all of us permission. It's okay. Wherever you're at on your receiving journey, let that be okay. I hope this episode will help to shift some of that for you as we all step into a greater awareness and a greater ability to allow and to receive all the great things that are coming to us in this life. So enjoy this episode and I will see you soon. Hello and welcome to the Ease with Business podcast. I'm very excited for today's conversation. I have one of my favorite clients uh, and also a very successful author. Um, and she's going to introduce herself so she can she can share with you the title. Her the title she gives herself. I think we all find it a little awkward giving ourselves titles, but hey, it's part of the part of the journey. Uh, her name's Tommy, and we're going to have a conversation today about something that's been a part of this podcast for a little while now, which is how um, a lot of women in business are dealing with the negative influence of certain Christian values, or as I say it, certain Christian values misapplied. Because I do believe that all Christian values at their core are a beautiful and empowering thing, but they get misapplied by individuals or people or potentially institutions. And so We're going to get more into that, and I'm going to let uh, Tommy introduce herself now before we go any further so you know who she is, what she's been up to, and why I am so excited to have her on the podcast. So, Tommy, jump in and uh, tell us about yourself. Thanks, Will. Um, Yeah, the the name you mentioned, uh, so my my legal married name is Tommy Bryan, and um, I write under the pen name Tommy Lama. Um, and that's, that's not a name I gave myself. It's a name my children jokingly gave me one evening at dinner uh, when I was spouting off about some, some philosophy I'd read in a book. And my oldest son goes, who do you think you are? The Tommy Lama? Because you sure aren't the Dalai Lama. <laughs> so it stuck. And when I started <laughs> writing books, my son was like, you need to use that as your name. Um, and so, yeah, so Tommy Lama. 
Yeah, Tommy Llama is the name my children gave me that has stuck. Um, and um, by profession, I'm a, I'm a lawyer and a, a, a leadership consultant um, who, who was always looking for uh, the next version of myself. And so that's what attracted me to you, Will, is, you know, how do I find the next best version of myself? Hmm. Beautiful. That's great. And um, you never shared with me that's where, that's where that name came from. I always, wondered, uh, I always wondered what the origin story was. So thank you for now, now all of my listeners get to know, the same, get to know that at the same time. So that's great. Um, and we're going to be talking as, as the episode goes on about Tommy's. Um, she's an author and she's got a really great course that's coming up, which we didn't even plan it, but it perfectly ties into what we're talking about today. So we're going to go into some of the things that have come up in the session that Tommy, and I, that Tommy and I have had together. And I do that for a number of reasons. One is because this podcast, a lot of what it's all about is vulnerability and faith. And so sharing uh, the very specific beliefs that Tommy and I were able to shift that had tangible results show up for her in her life and her business is a great way for both of us to be vulnerable. Um, frankly, it's, it's more vulnerable for, for Tommy and that's part of why I love her because you know, I knew she would be so ready to do this. But for everyone listening, you get to be vulnerable with yourself and see, you know, what are the specific beliefs that I have got going on? What are the stories that I've been believing that just aren't true that I've been holding on to? And you, you know me, I like to keep things tangible and feet on the ground. So this all relates back to business. So this podcast very much for uh, women in business, uh, women of faith in business. And the reason why I do what I do and why this podcast exists is because many business owners know that promotion and marketing is key to scaling their business, but they resist it because it feels uncomfortable and sometimes downright gross. So on this podcast and in all my work, I give you the tools to clear any belief that might be disrupting your confidence, your ease and joy with marketing and sales. And after applying these tools and principles, you'll feel safe to be seen while you sign lots of new ideal clients and get to do more of what you love in your business and less of what you think you should or have to. So we're going to be talking today about those shifts that Tommy made and all under the umbrella of healing the divide with God and the wrong use of certain Christian values. So for example, don't shine too bright or get too big. Do stay small and safe because being small is safe. And I know Tommy's had some experience with that. Uh, don't get too big for your britches. Do keep that voice in your head that says, who do you think you are? Don't, or sorry, and, and a belief in sacrifice that it's necessary as well, that it's better to give than to receive. So don't receive. And the key of it all, it's not okay to ask for what you want, especially money, especially if you're a woman. So we're going to get into, into some details, but it all, it all comes back to business. So Tommy, I'd love to put you on the spot a, a little bit and see what do you remember most from our sessions or what sticks out for you as a shift that, that you made, a belief that you addressed that really had a big impact for you? So, Will, you know, I think if, if you're okay with it, I want to start for a moment with my business background so everybody will have an understanding of the fact oh, that I'm a, yeah. I'm a serial entrepreneur, right? <laughs> I've had many businesses <laughs> Um, and, uh, what kept showing up in this, this, these businesses for me, and they were, they were, they were successful. They provided me a good life, but I really wanted 
to use all of my gifts and talents. And one of the things I've worked with you on is the fact that um, in my family, we have very talented people who really never do anything with that talent. Mm. Um, right. And I, I mentioned to you, I think that my uncle played seven instruments. He taught himself how to play those seven instruments, but never really did anything with that. Um, he was a very gifted musician. Um, and so this kind of story in my family of, uh, we have lots of talents and gifts and we really just never do anything with them. And so that was one, one of the things I wanted to work on you with. And the way that that showed up for me is over the 20 years that I had my last business, I applied for lots of jobs. And I think, and, and, and to say I applied for 200 jobs is not an understatement. Um, and I only ever got two <laughs> interviews, right? I only ever got two interviews. And um, when I started working with you, and I have notes of all of our sessions. I started working with you in April of 2019. And um, by August of 2019, I had a six-figure job that I didn't even apply for. I didn't even have to interview for it. Nice. And so I what. And, and so in that very short time that we work together, and mind you, it's not just any job. This is a job that uses all of my gifts and talents. I'm so excited to go to work every day. Mm. And um, looking back at the notes of our different sessions, I realized that what, you know, you helped me clear this really stuck place in our ancestral story of being very gifted people and never using it. Mm. Hmm. Wow. That is very, so I love, there's a lot of things I love about that. One is that you haven't, you've never shared that with me like that. So that was really cool. Uh, and the second is you're, you're clearly such a great communicator. So I'm excited to read your book or one of your books um, because of how clearly you communicate. So that's just, it's music to my ears, how, how great you are at telling that story. Um, brilliant. So I, I looked back on our notes as well, and I saw things, you know, a lot of that same stuff, the family heritage, the family, family stories. Um, and there was, there was another one about, uh, you know, and I'm not even sure if, sometimes things shift so, so dramatically and so dynamically that sometimes we forget. We go, I never, I never had that. What do you, like, I can look back on my own notes from two or three years ago, clearings that I did with my energy guy, and I go, what? That was, that's, I don't. I don't have any recollection of that. So you might not, and that's okay. But there was one about uh, all leaders must sacrifice their own life balance in order to be who they are, uh, cost their life, uh, cost their life to be of service, the giver, helper, sacrifice energy. Um, do, does that ring any bells or is it too, too far gone? No, I, 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 <laughs> I remember it vividly. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, so um, and did, but, you, but that's part, that was all wrapped up in that I don't want to, I really didn't want a job because I felt like I'd have to give up who I am to work in a, hmm. an, an organization. And um, yeah, so I, there, me getting this job, Will, was a reflection of the clearings that we did on many levels. And so for, for me, I'm someone who's pursued energy work for a really long time, trying to, trying, I, I didn't want my ancestral stories to limit my children. 
Mm. I really wanted to clear these things for me so that my two sons had a clear path in their own lives. Because if I clear it for me, I'll clear it for them. And um, so I've been doing energy work and a thing called constellations, Bert Hellinger's constellations, where you're really getting into ancestral stories, family stories. And um, what, what you did for me is um, one, you know, I'd come to you with a couple of sentences about what was going on and what you were capable of and what, what I think is a magnificent gift of yours is you could tease out what was really happening in those three or four statements, right? So, so in the mm -hmm. United States, Bert Hellinger's work is called um, Family Dynamics or Organizational Dynamics. It's really about looking at that dynamic that's happening. And you could, you could see or hear or feel, whatever it is that you do, right? The dynamic of what I was saying. Um, and I'm all about effectiveness and tools that make me more effective as a human. And so part of the challenge, I think, for, for um, business people is we get caught up in the business of the business and forget that there, that there are these things, unseen things that can keep us from getting to the next level. And what you do, mm. which I think makes a huge difference for anybody who works with you, is you're, you're able to articulate that dynamic um, and not, and, and, that dynamic is as plain as the nose on my face, but because it's me, I can't see it, right? That's why yes. I, that, that, that's <laughs> the beauty of folks like you, Will, is you'll, you'll be like, well, I can see that nose very clearly and here's what it is, right? So mm. I think your, your articulation of what I was trapped in, the dynamic, the family dynamic I was locked in, um, and then your gift of being able to articulate the, the appropriate energy clearing statement or whatever, whatever terminology you want to use for that, that really pierces, right? It, it pierces into the heart of that dynamic and sort of frees you from that locked energy. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Okay. So there's, there's so many things that you're saying that I love. And, and first, before I say any of that, Thank you so much. That is a wonderful um, acknowledgement to receive. So thank you. I really appreciate it. Um, and part of, you know, I'm going to be really honest with everyone listening. Part of my agenda, I have clear agendas, in bringing uh, Tommy and some other guests on is because I, I do want to highlight for the women who are listening to this podcast, who are in that position of seeing that you're, you're self-sabotaging, you're, you're putting a glass ceiling on things, you don't know why, maybe you're afraid to be seen, afraid to be visible, afraid to expand, even though you're already successful in business, but you want to get to that next level, and you don't know what's happening. If you're listening to, the, to this episode and other ones like this, and you hear Tommy saying that, please reach out. I would love to explore working with you. It's totally an agenda of mine in having this episode go up. It's not my only agenda. My other agenda is that just by listening to this episode, you could get the breakthrough you need and not even need to reach out to me personally. That would be super cool. And another agenda is to showcase Tommy and her great work, and we're, we're going to talk about that shortly. Um, so that's another reason why I love, Tommy, every, everything that you just shared. And you brought up some really great things. One uh, that we talked about at the beginning, values, which we're going to get to your uh, the values masterclass that you mentioned that you've got coming up. But the other one just before that, if we could, is uh, gifts. You keep talking about your gifts and you keep talking about my gifts. And I've been talking about our spiritual gifts for 
uh, about a month now because I've revisited uh, one of my favorite courses. It's one of the first things I ever did. Uh, it would be about 14 years ago now. And I just revisited the course. It's called uh, Discover Your Sacred Gifts. And it's available online. I'm not yet an affiliate. Uh, as soon as I am, I'll drop that link in the show notes. Or maybe I'll drop it anyways, just so people can get it. It's uh, done by a wonderful woman in Canada. And it's all about how there basically are 24 spiritual gifts in the world. Uh, it comes out of the Christian church originally, the Catholic church, but she's brought it into more uh, spiritual language so anyone can do the program. And, you know, we can give them names and titles and I'm clear on what my gifts are. And Tommy, I hear that you're very clear on your gifts and that they're all present in your job. So I would just love to hear about maybe what, it, what did you have to look at within yourself or clear or shift to be willing to be totally deserving of, to feel deserving rather, of a job or a, a, a position, either a business or a job, where you get to use all your gifts that you don't have to be like, okay, this, this job is this gift, but all the other ones I have to put on the shelf because I can't have it all. Basically that. So where did you, have to, where did you shift and, be, and you began, became willing to have it all? So I think, so that, that's, a, that's a beautiful and profound question. And I think two things happened for me. One, I was working with you, right? Continuing to clear away the I'm not good enough, the whatever, you know, every, all of us have a version of I'm not good enough, right? And it, and it manifests in its own unique way in each of us. I don't belong here. I'm not good enough. Um, so I was working with you. And so what I've discovered is when you, when you free up that trapped energy, uh, it, it opens up a profound door into a new dimension that you couldn't see in the old place you were in, right? Uh, so for me, working with you was about freeing up this trapped energy, expanding my vision to see the opportunities that were presented. And one of, one of the opportunities that came in the wake of working with you is some good friends invited me to come do some horse energy work which I would have probably never said yes to without working with you. It would not have been something I'd have been able to see. And I think in doing that, the lessons that I learned from you went to a, a deeper level because in working with the horse, uh, with, with a horse, because horses, horses will call you on your crap, pardon the language, right? They're, they're so genuine and authentic. They're not going to let you lie to yourself. And they're certainly not going to let them, let, let them, you're, you're not going to lie to them either. And in working with this horse, what became very clear to me is I'd spent almost all of my life justifying who I am. Hmm. And I was so tired of trying to prove I deserve to be here. And what I think hmm. working with you opened the door for me to have that profound shift in that all of my serial entrepreneurism, <laughs> All of my starting these businesses and writing these books was simply about, hey, I belong. And I'm at this point now, thanks to you and, and uh, other folks I've worked with, uh, I don't need to prove I'm worthy. I don't need to prove uh, my existence. I don't need to justify who I am. And you get this beautiful place of, hey, I get to use all of me. I want to stand before my God on the day of my death and say, I got nothing left because I used it all. Mm. Nice. 
I love that. Um, and you reminded me of one of the earlier things that you said that I, that I loved and I, I forgot to point out, the nose on your face. You said the, the things that we, that we worked on, the things that I was able to see when, when working with you was so obvious that it's like the nose on your face, but it, it, sometimes it needs another person to say, look, that, that thing. And I think it's a part of our spiritual journey that a lot of us uh, avoid. We don't want to have that moment, but it's something that I have crafted over years to be able to do it with love and compassion to be like, this is, I, it's the only, forgive me. It's the only example that's coming to mind. It's a terrible example. This is not what a session with me is like. And it's kind of like if you're, if you're two year old, which, because I have a three-year-old, if your two-year-old is in, in the middle of potty training and they poop on the floor somewhere and you say, there, the poop's there. That's not where the poop goes. The poop goes in the potty. And you're not mean about it. You don't, not like a dog and you put their face in it or anything horrible like that. But it's just that very obvious, like, no, it's there. I'm, I'm not going to let you wiggle. And, I've, and we've done that in a few sessions where I've done that with you to, to say, no, Tommy, it's there. And you go, no, 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 it's, it's not there. I'm like, sorry, Tommy, it's right there. And I know that you would do that with your clients too. And it's an expression of love. It's not being hard-assed. It's not being um, tough love or anything like that. It's just, no, I, I see what it is. And you don't have to see it. But if you want to continue, I see what it is. So let's, do, let's, let's stop tiptoeing around all that other stuff. And let's do what there actually is to do. And when we get to that place, things move uh, like magic. And I think that that comes from, or the, the ability to be like that, I don't think that is its own individual gift. I think it comes from when we're in our gifts and living from our gifts, we feel much more confident, um, emboldened even, to do that with other people because we've done it for ourselves. So this is a long way to wrap around to uh, your, your values masterclass, because I think that that's something that's really missing for a lot of people. Um, and, and I didn't prepare this before the podcast, but not having a clear idea of our values or in my language, uh, you know, your mission or your vision or your purpose. And these are all different, uh, you know, statements that we might make. For example, in terms of values with my family, we're the fun, flexible family. So we always are finding flexible ways to be in life and to be with others and to continue moving forward. Another one that isn't maybe can't be pared down to a specific value word is we don't wait for someday. My wife and I have already been on three um, bucket list trips. You know, first one to India and Nepal on our own, and then the next one with our two-year-old daughter before she turned two. And now we just went to Mexico recently before, you know, SHIT hit the fan uh, for, for a working vacation that was a next one. So I'd love to, to hear Tommy about your values masterclass, but I mean, as a lead into that, why values? Why is it so important for you given all the work you've done? Why did you pick this area to focus on uh, with clients and with people? Yeah, so um, the reason why I picked, on value, I picked values is um, the values-based life, right? I actually woke up one morning with something calling uh, inside of me um, for you're supposed to be doing something and I don't know what it is. That's what I kept hearing on the inside. You're supposed to be doing something and I don't know what it is. And it grew louder and more forceful and more demonstrative until I 
I let it spill out to my mother one day um, that I just, it became bigger than me. And when I said it to her, she said, uh, you know, that's interesting. Your dad used to say the same thing. And I said, really? When? And she goes, right up until he died. And I had this, oh, you're kidding me moment. How can you get to, then my dad died at a young age of 65. How can you get to 65 and not know that you've lived what you came here for? Mm. So I went on this big journey to answer who am I and why am I here? And, um, and, and I actually, um, my, my dad, when he was growing up, learned that uh, education is a way out of many things. For him, it was a way out of poverty. So I did what I knew. And he taught me education was the answer to many things. So I went out there and I read 2000 books on purpose and leadership and Buddhism. I even got a PhD in organizational change and leadership because leaders know who they are and what they're doing, right? And along the way of this journey, what I discovered is uh, you really have to know yourself in order to change who you are right? The paradoxical theory of change says change happens not from becoming something you aren't. It, co it comes from deepening into that which you already are, right? So what am I? Who am I? And what I discovered is that uh, these, that if you know your top five values, right? And, and, and we'll get into why five if we get the chance, but those top five values really are about the authentic and truest will and the authentic and truest Tommy, right? If we can know those top five values, that's the foundation for who am I and I can build out from there. And so it's about knowing your personal bedrock and making choices from that. And I've been doing values classes all around the globe, have been for about 15 years, and only once and I'm talking thousands of people, only once has somebody known their top five values in one of those sessions. And so hmm. most of us don't know who we are at the core, which means we aren't making choices aligned with the deepest parts of who we are. And we wake up one day and we realize that we've been living somebody else's life. Hmm. I love it. Um, well, I've, I've got four for you that just, I just had a thinking while I was listening to you. I just thought, cause I'm, I'm pretty darn clear. And I know there's always a level to go, to go deeper. I, and I would love to hear your thoughts on this. Cause I've, I've done values work many times over the years. I mean, I've similar to you, I've done every course under the sun. I've dug into Tony Robbins and Brennan Bouchard and, um, NLP and and then all the spiritual woo-woo ones and then of course my modality that I'm I'm working to master which is clearing specific beliefs I've, I've done I've done everything and I've read all the book like anyways we could both I'm sure we've both compare a long list of books but I have never found I I've done the values work and I've done the exercises but it's not they don't they don't turn into action for me so there's there are the, the values that I have that I just I live I just am so for example spiritual clarity. It just is. It's an isness. I, I can't not do it. I'm talking to God. I'm praying. I'm listening to spiritual music. Uh, nothing, there's nothing that I could do. Like alignment, energetic alignment is my number one most important thing. So I've said it many, many times with clients and in programs. 
I don't sacrifice anything for my alignment. So if a client wants to work with me and we're not aligned, I don't work with them. I don't care if they're going to pay me a thousand dollars. It doesn't matter. Uh, if, you know, alignment is my most valuable asset. So I don't even see it as a value. It's, it's more like an asset. I can't do anything without it. Um, the second would be love, love for my wife specifically. The third being family, my wife, which is my wife and my daughter and, and, and all of my family and then health. Um, but I find that they can be so interchangeable that like, I can't be spiritually clear if I'm not healthy and well in my body, if I'm not doing my yoga in the morning and going for walks. I can't really love my family if I'm not healthy, but I also can't be really healthy unless I have that deep connection with God. So it just becomes this like, I'd love to hear your thoughts on this. And we didn't prepare anything about this beforehand, but like they're all so intermingled. How can I have a, a top one over the other? Like, yeah, so I'd love to hear your thoughts. Yeah, so um, circling back for a second, one of the reasons why we really like each other is because we've read all those books and we, we can have those conversations <laughs> about those things, right? <laughs> we're in the same place. So as you were talking, and, and like you, right, when, when, you're, when people are talking and you're listening at all the levels at which you're listening and feeling all those different things, when people start talking about values, the same thing happens to me. And I would, I would invite you to consider that all the values you just listed is really only one, right? It's one value out of which, right? So one value out of which there are multiple outcomes. If you are in spiritual harmony, it's not, for me, I wouldn't say it's clarity. I'd call it spiritual harmony or spiritual alignment. When you are in spiritual alignment, the outcome is good health the outcome, right? So there are values that are what I call catalysts, and there are values that are actually outcomes of those catalysts. So for me, I value wisdom, but the outcome of that is effectiveness. And I'm going to drive people nuts with my effectiveness, <laughs> right? And so as I listen right. to you, right? So as I listen to you, I would actually, I would actually say that this sort of spiritual harmony, spiritual alight, al alignment is one thing with many outcomes for you. Hmm. Yeah, it's funny because the word that most that I most love, uh, it was one of the first words of possibility that I ever really loved and owned. For anyone that's done work with Landmark Education, which I think is now called Landmark Worldwide, but I was with them very deeply for about five years, seven years. Got a lot of amazing gifts out of that. But one of the earliest um, things that I created in their programs was it was the possibility of spiritual clarity. And, but the word that really clicks for me is the clarity part. It's not even the spiritual part, because to me, if you are clear internally, emotionally, uh, whatever you want to call it, nothing else matters. But as soon as you are not clear inside, nothing else matters. So if you are in a fight with your, like if, if my wife and I were to fight this morning, we were to get into a tiff and then I'm going to jump on here and be on a podcast with you. I'm not on the podcast. I'm still in the fight with my wife. I'm not clear. I can't, I, it's like, it's been my kryptonite of my whole life, but now I see it's a superpower that I'm not able to move forward if I'm not clear. So, so right. As I was listening to you say that this feels like, um, uh, so one of the books that I've written is called what's your superpower. And what's your superpower is about finding your purpose. And it, it has a model in it. And the, and the model invites you to find your top five values, to either do the strengths finder or another test called high five, 
where you find your five, top five strengths and you bring those together and out of the intersection of those 10 things is what I call your social currency. And most of us rely on three social currencies. And those are the things that we go out into the world and trade upon, right? And so you are defined by clarity. And so what I would say to you, if I was helping you walk through this superpower model, in the outcome of the five values, the five strengths and the three social currencies is that one thing that, that you are here to serve and to be of service to the world through your purpose, right? You're, you're, you know, God has sent us here to do one unique thing and I call that the purpose, right? And so it's very clear to me that act, as we were talking, I don't think clarity, while clarity is probably a value, it has some deep connection to your purpose. In that, you know, the one thing that you can do better than anybody else in the world is to clarify and define for um, uh, the way you use it in the world is for others, where is the place that you're stuck so you can't tap into all of your potential? Isn't that a beautiful superpower, Will? Yeah, I love it. <laughs> yeah, and so, so um, it's go ahead. I was going to say it's perfect. Um, and uh, and I, I didn't expect for this podcast to start becoming about me. So it's great. I love it because we've never had this dynamic. It's all, all of our interactions have been me helping you to get uh, uh, clear for, for what's next. Um, but to, to kind of to finish this part of it, what you, you shared just in totally different words, what the actual purpose of my life is. And so for everyone who's listening, uh, I spent all those years, about a decade, and all the books and all the courses trying to figure out what is the purpose of my life and literally asking what's the purpose of my life. I'll now, I still remember reading that book by Jack Canfield, um, although I forget the title, 52 Principles or... Yeah. Is it 101? It was, it was a big, yeah. thick, white book. Yep. Yeah. 101, whatever it was. Yeah. And the first one was about defining your purpose. And it was, you know, I exist to blah. Cause of, and I remember feeling that out and being so excited that now I knew my purpose in life. And then it completely changed. And I, that's never stayed the same. But about, about four years ago, I was sitting down and I had this thought, I had that thought come up again of, oh, what's, what's the purpose of my life? And it was literally the, it was as easy as saying, I want pancakes for breakfast. It was the and I just said, the purpose of my life is to clear whatever's between people and God. And it was, the, it was the fluffiest, lightest unicorns and rainbows moment of my life. And I was just like, oh, yeah, that's it. Cool. And I moved on. I wrote it down and then I moved on. I don't have to strong arm and will myself back to my, my purpose in life every day. It just is. It's an isness. That's what it is. And so what you expressed was, that purpose, but just in different words. Um, but it's it's the same purpose. And and Will, what you're what you're talking about is once we un understand. I tell people knowing that about yourself changes the world. There there is something divine and magical about saying to the universe, "I want to know what my purpose is," and and it mm. and it restacks the universe when you ask. And the universe will deliver. It doesn't mean we'll always hear it and see it. But when we ask, why am I here? What is my purpose? It's a very powerful calling out into the, into the ether. And um, what, 
I think happens is once you know, and for me, it's in that superpower model of the five values, the five strengths, the social currency, and the, and the superpower, which is your purpose. Once you know those things and you go, okay, universe, I only want to align with this. And I think that's, that's when we really become powerful as human beings. Because when you say, I, I want to align with these things that are who I am, and that's, that's actually what led me to you, is as we align with that, there are still things that get in the way. There are still things yes. that have to yep. be cleared, right? <laughs> Just because we know we're what like, it is, doesn't mean we're going to go marching toward it unfettered, right? Because uh, th those ancestral stories are going to hang on to your coattails and say, wait, wait, <laughs> wait, right? We, we had the exact same thought at the exact same time. That was just amazing. <laughs> <laughs> well, you know, we do that to each other, right? Um, and I think that's the yep. beauty of, of the work that you do is that um, your purpose is clearing the way for other people's purpose. Yeah, that's mm -hmm. what stuff brings tears to my eyes, right? When we think about, because for me, it's not enough to know your purpose. It, it, the, the command is to use it um, for yourself in service of all of humanity to make it better. Um, and that's actually, mm -hmm. you, you mentioned about, you know, these about values and how we might not be able, how we might not use them in empowering ways. And the values course that I've designed, and you've talked about you struggled, you know, to, how do you operationalize or actualize these values in your life or bring them to life in your life? That's what the master's class is about. It talks about uh, the first tool after you discover your top five values is, um, are we using them from an above the line place, which is as a tool, or are we using them from a below the line place, which is as a weapon? Mm. Um, and most of us don't even realize, and you can, you can use them as a tool for yourself and for others, and you can use them as a weapon against yourself and against others. And in the values masterclass, what we mm. talk about is what is this definition of above the line? What's below the line? And, and how do we start to turn ourselves toward only using them above the line? Mm. Um, I love that. Yeah. And so the, the other things we learn in the class um, include how do I use values to make choices that take me farther and deeper into who I am instead of away from that? Um, and then we talk about how to build boundaries using your values. Um, and then mm -hmm. finally, how do we find a values-based love and work that fulfill the deepest parts of who we are instead of frustrate the heck out of us? Um, so it's <laughs> right. So it's really about using those values uh, in a way to create a life of your own design. Nice. Nice. I have one or two more questions for you, but, but since we're on this track, where, or do you have a link yet where people can find um, that values masterclass? Yes. Yeah, so the values masterclass will probably be out in about six weeks. Um, they can check the Tommy Lama website and that's T-O-M-I-L-L-A-M-A. -L -L My name, Tommy, and then Lama like an animal. So T-O-M-I-L-L-A-M-A.com. Um, and people can go there and sign up for um, getting digital values cards if they want to find their top five values. Uh, we also send out a series of emails that will help people find um, their values. So um, they can start there and then just kept, if they sign up for the newsletter, we'll announce it via the newsletter, but they can just check back on the website to see when the class is launched. 
Nice. Okay, great. And I'll, I'll be linking that in the show notes uh, as well, of course. Thank but you. I wanted to, I wanted to ask for the link before we move on. And then I, you know, heaven forbid, I forget. So two, two things I wanted to mention really quickly. One was when you're talking about above the line and below the line, it really reminded me of uh, Stephen Pressfield uh, and his, his books. One is called uh, the, the Art of War. No, sorry, The War of Art. And he talks about your shadow career and that until you really identify where you're really going and what your gifts are, you, you live a shadow life or a shadow career. So he was a truck driver for the adventure of being on the road when really that was, that was him hiding. That was his shadow career. And his real passion was writing, writing books and writing screenplays. Same adventure, just a different expression. So I, I love the way you, you language that above the line and below the line. And then also when I, back when, when you were going on to, uh, there's, we, we set our intention, what we're creating, what we're moving towards. And then there's still some stuff in the way sometimes, not every time, but sometimes. Um, and I, I laughed. I almost, I had to stop myself from laughing too loud on the microphone. It's a sensitive microphone, but we literally, like, I was, I was just thinking, oh, that, right. Remind people about this thing. And then you said it. It was great. I was like, I jumped into your brain or we were just on the same wavelength because it does happen. And I, I share this all the time. It doesn't have to take forever. Most of my clients, for example, within a month are seeing big results. Sometimes the coolest results are within the first session to four sessions. So within a month. So releasing that parking brake analogy, um, if you're driving down the highway, you're, you know where you're going, you know what you want, but the parking brake's on, you're going to do some damage. It only takes a moment to become aware that the parking brake's on. It doesn't have to take a year on the therapist's couch. It can be a very simple process to take it off. So yes, law of attraction style, knowing what you want, going towards it, being in the feeling that it's already done, those are all crucial and potentially more important. But if you are you know, working out in the gym to build big muscles, but your back posture is a little bit off every time you do a deadlift or every time you do a bench press or every time you do what, that's going to have it. You want to be clear. You want to be in alignment and clear. So that could be with uh, Tommy's Values Masterclass or you know, reaching out to me, whatever way is going to work for you, listener, to this, who's listening to this podcast. But you know, nothing wrong with the shadow self. It's all just part of, part of uh, the reality as it shows up, our, our ever-expanding journey. So Tommy, I have kind of a, a wrap-up question for you. I'm going to obviously give you a chance to kind of say any final thoughts you have, but I want to put you on the spot for a moment. Uh, I didn't prepare you with this question beforehand. So you're allowed to say pass if nothing comes up. I don't want to put you too much in the spot, but if anything does, it's great. So in your process and journey, what's next? What do you see is either the next uh, issue or ch challenge to address internally or externally, or what's that next vision, uh, dream, goal, or intention that you're moving towards? And you can answer one or the other or both. Yeah, so that's a that's a um, a big question, um, and it demands a big answer, because I don't think any of us should ever play small. Uh, we mm. should think as large as possible. And um, years ago, I don't know if this book is in your repertoire. I read the Four Hour Work Week by Tim Ferriss. <laughs> right? Oh no, I've never I've never heard of it. I have no idea what what you're even talking about. It's not. Right. And, 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 and you know, it, it, Tim uh, Ferris uh, works four hours a week and makes, you know, millions of dollars a year. I think that's the next place I want to go. I want the four hour work week, Will. <laughs> nice. 
I want that for you. That's great. Well, that's very clear. I like that. Okay, great. Um, so Tommy, any last thoughts for, for the people listening? Any, any last thoughts you want to wrap us up with? Yeah, so thanks for the opportunity. I think part of it is um, whatever is holding you back from working with Will uh, is part of the problem, right? That's part of the block. Um, uh, you, any objection you can come up with for why you shouldn't work with Will is your ego trying to get you to play small. There's absolutely no reason for you to not to take advantage of this um, master in his field at what he does. Um, I have, um, I played around a while before I hired Will. And um, all I can share <laughs> with you is I'm mad at myself for waiting so long. So don't be the reason you don't work with Will. Pick up the phone, get on the internet, make your appointment, however his systems let you make that because now's the time you are the person. And in the middle of all of what's happening in the world, it's the perfect time for you to realign with the truest and deepest parts of who you are. Wow. Um, well, you, you certainly are sticking with the theme uh, for these episodes of, of vulnerability and faith because to to imagine for anyone listening who's they could be in a million places one is they're thinking oh he totally he totally planted that and he told her what to say which i didn't uh or to you know like there's just there's so many places of vulnerability that i go to with that um that even for me it's tough to just receive what you said and thank you so much for that acknowledgement i really appreciate it and for everyone listening if you feel that working together would be a fit i'd love to hear from you and this podcast alone is so chock full of the tools that you need to make that shift um, that we may never even speak and you may already have what you need. So thank you, Tommy. I really appreciate that. And thank you everyone for listening. Oh, sorry, Tommy. You had another well, thought? Well, Will, I, I, I did want to point out that when we got together to prepare for this, um, you asked me about the format and I said, you know, Will, why don't we just allow the conversation to happen? So none of this was pre-scripted. Uh, you didn't tell me to say anything. Um, all of this was from my heart about you and your magnificent gifts. Hmm. Well, again, thank you. I'm, I'm, I'm blushing and only Tommy can see it on Zoom. <laughs> Okay, well, Tommy, thank you so much. Uh, I'll be putting the links to, uh, to your masterclass in the show notes. Thank you everyone for listening, and uh, we'll see you soon.